1: The battles are still there. I'm ready to go. He hasn't given up because he knows God hasn't given up. And whatever God is working and moving in your life, you need to understand, God does not give up. There may be a season of your life that, that you're simply having to go through right now. Understand, seasons come and seasons go. But the promise of God remains forever. And we can trust Him for that. And we can continue to move forward in that and hold on to that. When you look at the
0: men and women of the Bible, you see that obedience is a vital component of God's blessings. As Pastor David takes us through the children of Israel's possession of the land, you'll hear how the people followed God, persevering through difficulty in order to experience the fullness of God's inheritance for them. Faithfulness is equally important for us. He has a plan for each of us. And the only way to get there is by walking in obedience to Him as a believer, no matter what battles come our way. Now here's Pastor David with today's message entitled, Taking Possession of the Promised Land.
1: says as the Lord had commanded Moses so the children of Israel did and they divided the land but then all of a sudden we we take this little break from dividing the land among the tribes and we bring back in Caleb you you remember Caleb he was one of the two spies that, that had a that had an outlook of faith, that had a, um, eyes of faith rather than eyes of flesh. Remember, they sent out 12 spies in the land uh, uh, 40-something years ago to spy out the land. And they came out with a true report, okay? And I, I think one of the things that you and I need to understand, even in our walk in faith, truth is absolutely necessary. I believe that it does a great disservice to to God, to the witness of God, for us to deny the truth. If those spies would have come back and said, la, 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 I I don't see, I don't hear, I don't speak. There's no giants in the land. There's no walled cities in the land. It's a piece of cake. We can go over and take it all. They would have been lying. Okay? They came in and they told the truth. It's how you respond to the truth. And that's where the problem was. They responded to a physical truth without taking into consideration an eternal truth, the spiritual truth there are, there are physical truths, and then yeah this, this disease has happened, this relationship has is, is, is gone away this this situation in my life, this job in my life the this this battle, this torment, whatever it is these these are true things, and to say that hey, you know what i 'm not battling with anything okay, everything 's fine you know what you 're not doing service to the truth, you're not doing service to the kingdom of God, and you're not doing service to the testimony of what God wants to do in your life. I would much rather hear someone say, you know what, I, I'm doing absolutely horrible. My life is falling all apart. My world is just spinning out of control, but I'm trusting God in the midst. That right now, man, I'm, I'm just holding on to God in the midst. Then somebody that comes and says, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine. And in reality, they're not giving glory to God in that. They're just lying. The people of God need to be truthful. Hey, you know what? My, my life right now is the pits, but you know what? I'm trusting God right now, and I believe that he's going to deliver me. Because, beloved, when God delivers, those who are your family, those who are your neighbors, those non-believers that you know, they're going to say, Man, you know what? He, he, he said he was trusting God, and God delivered him. But if you're going along, no, everything's fine, everything's wonderful, la, 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 la. I'm not going to have any negative confession. It's not a negative confession, it's just truth, okay? Get over that. I I hear so many Christians taking on a new age concept. Oh, I don't want to speak anything negative because that will bring it around. No, your life doesn't bring it around. It's just the reality, now, you don't need to go you know, around forever, oh, woe is me, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't need to be that way. But you can speak the truth and then speak the reality. But my God is greater than my situation. My God is greater than my sickness and my disease. My God is greater than that relationship. My God is greater than the suffering that I'm going through. My God is greater than the pain that I'm feeling right now. And he is the one that I hold on to. Because, beloved, then God gets the glory. God gets the glory, and that's how we need to be. Those spies came back. Ten of them said, well, I believe all of them said, oh, yeah, man, <laughs> there's grapes aplenty, the harvest is wonderful, man, the uh, the land is beautiful and green, boom, there's giants in the land, there's walled cities in the land, there's warriors in the land, okay, so what do you do with that? Only two of them saw those things with a greater truth, and that's the reality that their God was greater Than those things. I don't deny that there's giants in the land. I don't deny that there's walled cities and there's experienced warriors. But neither do I deny that my God is greater than all of those things. And you see, it was Caleb that was one of those two. Joshua was one, Caleb was the other. And if you'll remember, back again when, when Caleb was dealing with this stuff with uh, Moses back in uh, Deuteronomy and Numbers he said you know what I saw a place <laughs> over there man I, I want that place I, I want that mountain I, I want that mountain and we were talking about the radio station and when we found out that there was a tower on Newman Peak that we could put our radio station on the Lord brought this very story to me I said you know what that, that's my Caleb's mountain that, that, that's what, and we're Claiming that for the Lord, that God's going to give us that mountain, and there was a lot of giants that had to uh, be taken care of, and we there are still giants. We're still dealing with issues on that, but you know what? God provided well beyond anything that we could have ever hoped or imagined. God was able. Well, because Caleb was was a man of faith, and he believed. Yes, he believed the truth of the reality that was before him, but he also believed in the greatness and the strength of his God. And he says, "You know what? Yeah, there are, but let's go take it." God said it was. Let's do it. Well, they didn't. And so now, 40 years later, we get to verse 6 of chapter 14. The children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the the Kenizzite, said to him, Hey, you, you remember that word that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea? Back then I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And wouldn't that be awesome if that was our testimonies? You know, at the end of the day, you know, every day, or maybe at the end of my life, you know, that I could say, you know, but, but I wholly followed the Lord. You know, there's a lot of negativity, and I spoke some about that, the negativity that even the body of Christ can bring in. That, man, we need to get off of that, and we need to, again, trust in God and, and follow Him. Caleb says, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he said, These 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke these words to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. Now, Joshua was old, and he was advanced in years. Uh, Caleb, he's 85. I I think Joshua was probably around 85 at that point in time. I don't know how old you are tonight here, but uh, uh, I, I look at Caleb and here's a guy. He says, man, I still got a lot to do. Uh, Joshua, he still has a lot to do. There's still land to be, you know, gain control of. Caleb says, man, I'm ready for a new adventure. I'm ready for a whole new thing. Let me at it. He's ready to go. Man, I would only hope that my heart, my strength was still there. Listen to what he says. Verse 11. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Man, that's a heart of a warrior, and that's a heart of a man that's filled with faith. He is ready to go and do what God has set before him. And he's ready, you know what? It it might have taken 45 years. God promised it to him 45 years ago. Do you understand that? 45 stinking years ago, you got that promise. It's still not been fulfilled. Have you given up yet? Caleb didn't. Forty-five years. He says, 45 years ago I was promised that. And I'm ready to gain it now. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim... Who are the Anakim? the giants he knows that there's still giants there and yet he's still ready and willing to press into it he says you've heard how the anakim were there and that the cities were great in fortified there's there's walled cities there you see nothing's changed the promise of god is still the same the battles are still there i'm ready to go He hasn't given up because he knows God hasn't given up. And whatever God is working and moving in your life, you need to understand, God does not give up. There may be a season of your life that that you're simply having to go through right now. Understand, seasons come and seasons go, but the promise of God remains forever. And we can trust Him for that. And we can continue to move forward in that and hold on to that. And, you know, I I deal with uh, couples and individuals. They say, well, you know, I feel that God had called me to do this or to do that. But right now, man, all this is going on and this is going on. I said, you know what? Maybe it's just a season right now. Maybe it's just a season. Don't give up on what God has called you to do. Don't give up on the promise that you feel that God has given to you. Trust him for that. But maybe this is just a season. And he'll open up the door He'll give the time when the time is right. He says, the Anakim are there. The cities are there. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. What a neat heart. I also like the fact of how he says this. Do you realize how he says it? It may be that the Lord will drive them out for me. He says, I believe he will. He may. He might do that. I I like how James James says, you know, some of you say, hey, you're going to go into such and such a city and you're going to make such and such a profit and, you know, that's how you live your life. And he says, what you really ought to say is that if the Lord wills and I live, then I'll be able to do this. Because, again, it's all up to God. And I see in Caleb not this lack of faith, but this total dependence upon God. Man, God might God might give me this thing, man. Uh he promised it to me forty five years ago. So I'm just gonna go on that promise. And it just might be that the Lord's gonna open that up to me. Don't ever be afraid of stepping out where you feel God is leading you. If you're stepping out in faith and after man get wisdom of counsel other godly men and women but don't be afraid to step out in faith when you and i step out in faith we do that in a way hopefully you're doing that in a way that's honoring to god it's not in saying i think i'm strong enough now i think i'm able to do this now well Caleb says man i'm I'm as strong today as i was before but he knows that's not where his strength is he says it just might be that the lord will give me that land He's stepping out in faith. And I really believe that if the Lord was not going to give him that land, the Lord would just say, okay, not that way, Caleb. Let's just go over here. And he would just redirect him. I don't believe that God would slap him and say, you crazy guy. What are you doing stepping out in faith? No, he he had that trust in God, and he was walking in trust. He was walking in faith, and God directed him. Again, a man may make his plans, but God directs our steps, So I believe that as we make our plans in faith and in dependence upon what we believe God has said and directed and told us, then we can walk in confidence knowing that, you know what, Lord, direct my steps. Direct my steps. If I'm going the wrong way, I want to know. I want you to lead me. I want you to direct me. You don't need to smack me unless I'm not listening. You can, you can gently direct me. And we've seen that so many times in our own personal lives. We've seen that in the life of the ministry, and I know many of you have seen that. If you walk, not in disobedience, I'm not saying in disobedience, but I'm saying in obedience of saying, man, I believe God is going this way. Well, great, pursue that. Pursue that in his name. Give that man holy and total. Be ready and willing to step to the left or to the right. When he says, hey, here's the way, walk you in it. When he redirects your steps, be willing to do that. But don't be afraid to step out, even where there's giants, even where there's walled cities. And even though the promise might be 45 years old, God has not changed, but maybe it's just the time that now he's going to do what he said he would do. Interesting thing about this, and... Before we get into verse 13, turn back with me, if you would, to chapter 11. In chapter 11, we, we find out where these giants are. Now, they've been driven off the land in, in some places and in some areas. Verse, chapter 11, verse 21 says, And at that time Joshua came and he cut off the Anakim from the mountains, from Hebron, from Debir, and from Anab, from all the mountains of Judah and from all the mountains of Israel. Joshua utterly destroyed them with their cities, and none of the Anakim were left in the land of the children of Israel. And yet uh, it says that they, they did remain in a couple of places. They remained in Gaza, right along the coastline. They remained in Gath, a little bit further inland, but off the mountains, it's more in the flatlands. And they remained in Ashdod we remember a particular giant from the area of Gath, a fellow by the name of Goliath. Uh, So they remained there for quite a while because it's it's a number of years before David comes and Goliath is still there. So these giants remained in the land. They didn't totally wipe them out. But Caleb is going to go to Mount uh, Hebron and there's giants there. He says, I know that there's giants there, but... I believe that God has given me that land. So, just a uh, just a little thought and idea. So, back to chapter fourteen, verse thirteen. And so, chapter fourteen, verse thirteen. Joshua blessed Caleb and and gave Hebron to to Caleb the son of Jephne, as as an inheritance. And Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephne, the Kenizzite to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Now the name of Hebron formerly was Kirjath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. So the whole mountain was named after a giant at one point in time, but they've changed its name not a Hebron. And then the land had rest from war. The word inherit or to inherit is used over two hundred and thirty times in the Old Testament. Taking possession of, same word root, uh, inheriting the same word root there 230 times in the Old Testament. It's used in, in the book of Joshua here a little over 30 times. And what does that mean? Well, in one thing, an inheritance is simply something that is that is given to you. An inheritance is just something you, you don't deserve. it. It just kind of comes your way. But to take possession of something would be as though I'd say, you know, here is a gold bar right here. And I want you to take possession of it, David. I want you to take possession of it. Well, unless you got up from your seat and you came up and took it, it would never really be yours. I could say it was yours. I could I could give it to you. Uh, it's totally you know yours yet. But unless you got up from the seat and came and took it, it would never truly be yours. There could be barriers you know in the way. Man, you might have to climb over John and and, and George to get to it first because they know it's a bar of gold. I don't know. Uh, there 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 may be some barriers in your way to get to it. But if you desired it enough, you I don't know. I I think every one of us would work over the barriers, would would figure out some way to get through those barriers to be able to claim that inheritance. For every one of us as believers, there's a great inheritance for us. We might say, oh yeah, eternal life. No, I, I believe it's more than just eternal life. You realize eternal life is just like that's just the starting point. That's just you know that's just the the minimum. There is not only the word speaks about the rewards of glory, the the crowns, the jewels in our crowns, all of these things that we we just don't speak about very much as believers. But even even beyond that, for right now while we're living, while we have breath in our life, you know in our in our lungs, and our hearts are beating. There's an inheritance that you and I have as believers that you know what, we need to claim, we need to, we need to persevere, we need to come and possess that inheritance. And that inheritance comes partly in what is spoken of, of Caleb here. Caleb was able to possess that land and gain that inheritance. Why? Because he wholly followed the God of Israel. Obedience is so important for you and I obedience and faithfulness to the lord are we saved through those things no we're not saved through that that's not what i'm talking about but i'm talking about gaining the fullness of what god wants for you now the promised land that we look that joshua and the children of israel are are coming in and and possessing that's not pie in the sky by and by that's not heaven and glory No, that's that's the reality of our life right now, spirit-filled, walking in obedience with the power and the authority as a believer to be able to have the fullness and the joy and the presence of the Lord in our lives. And, yeah, there's going to be battles. There's still going to be giants. There's still going to be walled cities. But you know what? God is fighting my battles now, and I fully trust him. I wholly trust him, and I can see him working and moving in my life in ways I've never seen. Why? Because God's changed? No. But because I finally come to that point and place in my time that I just wholly follow Him. I wholly trust Him. And, beloved, when you and I get to that point, that's when we really start seeing victory in our life. That was, that's when we really start seeing the fullness of joy in our life, joy inexpressible and full of glory. That's when we start understanding that peace that passes, all understanding that, man, my, my world's still falling apart, but I don't know, man, I just trust God and I've got peace in the middle of it. And you, you look, you know, sometimes other believers look at you, if you're like that, and they say, yeah, I don't know what she's on, but I want some of that. Uh, she's on Jesus. She, she's just fully trusting. And this world just means nothing anymore. And and he's he's willing to just trust God in the midst of this thing. And though his plan didn't work out, he still knows that God is still sovereign over all of his universe. And he's just following God with a full heart and a whole heart. And though all hell breaks loose against him, he knows that his God is greater than he who is in the world. She knows that working within her is a force that cannot be contended with. It's not just the dark and the light force fighting. No, it is the very forces of heaven fighting on your side and standing with you. You see, that's what the promised land is about. Heaven's going to be glorious. There's no doubt about that. But you know what? While we're here, he wants us to walk in victory He wants us to walk in peace. He wants us to walk in joy. He wants us to walk in the fullness of the Spirit. And the only way that we can really get that victory is when we get to that point in our life where we wholly follow the Lord God of Israel.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Open Word. David will continue teaching through the book of Joshua next time. Now, we want to encourage you to become a Facebook friend with us. Log on to TheOpenWord.com. You can also subscribe to The Open Word podcast at TheOpenWord.com or search for The Open Word in the iTunes store. If you're like most people, you probably use a smartphone. Once you subscribe to The Open Word podcast, you'll always have solid Bible teaching available to you. Anywhere, anytime. So log on to TheOpenWord.com and subscribe to The Open Word Podcast. Again, to become our Facebook friend and to access the archive of messages, log on to TheOpenWord.com. Now, here's Tracy with information about how you can help partner with us.
1: We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that the open word is a missionary work? It is. We need your support as we share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting the open word. Go to theopenword.com and click on the support option in the main menu.
0: Thanks, Tracy. We invite you to join us again for the next study as David shares insights with us from the book of Joshua. That's next time on the open word.